This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Fist bump. Let's talk about working with executives. And here's the thing. We need to work with the executives. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. And the reason is because the executives typically, hopefully in most companies, understand the business direction. They know where we're going. They know what we're trying to do. They know all those things because they hopefully said that. And also, from that perspective, they have a lot of stories about that. They have a lot of thoughts about that. Sometimes it's more visionary, right? Like, this is where we're trying to go. This is how we're trying to do it. Those kind of things. And that's why we need to talk to them. Um, A lot of times, they have the historical content. We did have a show With Larry Jorgensen, um, a longtime journalist, I I ask, um, I would recommend that you check that out. Talks about the Coca-Cola trail, how he got all this historical content about uh, where Coca-Cola came from, how it was, how it came about, you know, to to become the brand that it is today. So your executives should have some of that information. Why do we exist? What are we, what have we tried to do? How far have we come? And pull on some of those stories from the past. Sometimes they're further back and sometimes they might be last year. But at the end of the day, you know, they have that information available. Uh, And many of them are experts in their field. So when we quote them, when we ghostwrite for them, and, you know, I've I've argued this for many, many years, ghostwriting is just fine, um, especially for busy executives, because, They don't have time to write. And at the end of the day, they're not SEO writers anyways. You know, can they write something? Sure. Um, Will it be aligned with best practices for SEO? Will it um, work for all the different goals? Maybe, maybe not. But um, that's, you know, one reason why having a ghostwriter is actually a helpful strategy. Um, Even, you know, even sometimes you can have executives write a first draft. The problem is with some people, and this is where it's actually step number three in my little framework here. We'll call it that to make it sound official. But you have to understand the personalities of the people you're working with. You know, are they nitpickers? Are they good at giving feedback? Are they horrible taking feedback? You know, how, what do they care about? And so it's good to know, right, what um, what they're like, how they feel about things, uh, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. So um, you do have to figure that out and, and you know, kind of work towards their strength. Um, I've actually worked with a lot of executives who don't necessarily care about every little detail, but they care about the big message. Is the big message there? And do we know that it's working? Do we know? that it's working? Do we know that it's driving something, whatever that goal might be? 
And that's certainly important. So that's really where the, the first thing comes in. We have to align. We have to make sure we have the same goal. And there's, there is actually a lot of executives out there that um, don't understand top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and sometimes even bottom of the funnel, content strategy. You know, there is an art and a science to it. And it's, um, you know, there's different, there's different specialties. I mean, the other day I saw a thing, uh, some company, I don't remember who it was, they're looking for head of content marketing and product marketing. That's like asking a math teacher to teach English at an advanced level or, you know, something like that. They're not the same thing. Yes, sure. Are they both marketing? Yeah, but they're not the same thing. So make sure whoever you work with, if you have a choice, and I I know, um, you know, choice is a hot topic today with a great resignation, companies trying to create better cultures, communicating better cultures, but you want to make sure you work with an executive or an executive team that understands content. What's the value? How does it work? And do we value that? So if an executive says, we don't care to rank number one or two or three for the top terms that our target audience searches for, you'll never win ever when it comes to SEO. I don't know why any executive would ever say that. And maybe they won't say it that bluntly, but certainly... Oh, it is something to think about. Do they care about content strategy? Do they understand content strategy? Or do they just say, we need content? I've actually worked with people who said, I need some content. And I'm like, what's, like, for what? What's the goal? What's the point? What are you trying to do? Oh, to reach out to this person. I need some content. Give me a break. Like, what does that even mean? This podcast is content. Me writing down some notes is content. Me writing an email campaign is content. Me doing a tweet is content. Me doing a Christoph's quick take is content. Everything is content. Seriously. You got to be specific. What are we trying to achieve? Who are we trying to reach? What are we trying to say to them? So I actually think that a lot of executives have a lot of insights into that. So it is fantastic to partner with them if you have the right ones, but you have to figure out how do you minimize their time, right? Send them the article, send them a quote, send them, you know, if it's a really long article, you know, 10,000 word article, which, you know, I don't know if I've written any articles that long in recent times, but I've certainly written a 4,000 word article in the last few months. And, you know, do they have time to read it? Maybe not. Maybe give them the highlights, Maybe hop on the phone with them quickly or a Zoom call and say, this is what the article is about. Here's the main points. Are any of them um, not in line with what you're thinking? So that is actually a way to make sure that the content is aligned. And then you also take away the, the need to line edit. Have somebody else line edit. Have somebody else check for typos. Have somebody else read it for those things in mind that it makes sense. Um, so something to keep in mind, um, other than alignment, I think the understanding of what we're trying to do is super important. And of course the understanding goes in with alignment to an extent, right? Because if we're not aligned, if we're not in agreement, 
it's never going to work. I mean, ever, you know, like if let's say I do a podcast and my executives are, why would we do a podcast? I don't believe in podcasting. Nobody listens to podcasts. That's not true. All kinds of people listen to podcasts and especially in B2B, it's still a huge differentiator because it's a lot of industries, uh, people are starting to do podcasts, but they're not necessarily as mature yet as they could be. And, you know, there's always, um, there's always room to grow and find ways to differentiate. And that's one way to do it. But if the, the executive, you know, needs a year convincing, might not be a good fit. So, um, and if that's the person making the decision, it might not work to begin with, um, you know. So you want to be very, very clear about that, understand the mindset and all those things. But then explain why we're doing it. What's the point? Why is this being created? What's this going to do? Uh, and the other thing is, I think people forget, not just executives, but everybody, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people, that it's the totality of content, right? So I'm doing this one podcast episode here, and maybe it takes off, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. We'll see. But at the end of the day, the totality of hundreds of podcast episodes, of hundreds of live streams, of the TV version of this, of all these different things, uh, you know, there is impact. And then, of course, a lot of it turns into articles as well. So um, it's it's the totality. It's not just one campaign. It's one big project. So just make sure that that is understood that we uh, we we do that correctly. So then, you know, um, the perceptions. Perceptions are important. Is it content that represents us well? Um, I know we're going to talk about results in a minute, but we do have to have that perception that people kind of like the content, that they kind of can see themselves in the content. So I'm not saying, you know, we have to build them up to this hero or whatever, but we do have to make sure they are being represented in a way that makes sense to them and that they can relate to. So that is usually the feeling up front. And I've seen it happen many, many projects now over the years that there needs to be some feeling around the content. It can't just be um, oh, we'll see the numbers later. It has to be, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I kind of like it. You know, At least you don't have to go, oh, cringe. Cringing at content is never a good thing. Never, really. It never is. I can't think of an example. Uh, at me on Twitter, C-Trap, if you can think of a case where cringing at content is actually a good thing. I don't, I'm not, I don't get it. So then you have to build some level of trust. Sometimes that does take a while, but explain why you're doing certain things. What's Why are you picking certain verbiage? Why are you doing this? Why is this the headline? You know, now, again, the line to a toxic, toxic relationship with somebody is pretty, pretty narrow here. Um, when somebody questions every little thing, why do we do this? That's a typo, not on purpose happens. But you know what I mean? Like if every little bitty thing gets questioned, like you're being interrogated, that's not healthy either. But you do want to have some open discussion, some open um, conversations about what is being done, why we're doing it, what data do we have, if we have any data, 
you know, I wrote an article the other day about a term that I don't, I've never even used before, but there's hundreds and hundreds of searches. And I think the main term that most everybody uses, I think is too competitive. So um, I picked the one that is certainly picking up, but it's not the top one. And I didn't see a lot of content around that term yet. So I can explain that. Why would we use that term? Because the other one is too competitive. And this one um, seems to be in the sweet spot of um, search volume. So something to think about. Uh, at the end of the day, we do want to show results. But I think the thing we need to remember for organic content creation, it does take time. Now, how long is that? That's debatable. Joe Polizzi has said six, six to 12 months, something like that, six to nine months. Um, I think you can get some early um, wins if you actually get out the door and publish stuff and um, try different things. But organic content is not overnight. And especially think about B2B. Brian Dean published a report that most B2B articles don't get any traffic. So if you get any traffic, you're already above average, quite frankly, as sad as that sounds. But um, but there is a market. There is an opportunity to stand out with your content. Um, and we can't make it up. The writers cannot just make it up. I was talking to a CEO actually a few years ago, and he said they wrote this agency, wrote this article for me, and I don't even know where they got it. None of this is correct. And I'm like, why didn't you talk to them? Well, that wasn't the model, right? So at some point, people do need to talk to each other to get the content, to get the, the expertise from the executive. And if they're just Googling the answer and then repurposing it, that's not good content strategy to begin with, especially nowadays. So something to think about working with executives, working with leaders and stakeholders and any expert in the company certainly is super helpful. Uh, but you do want to put a little bit of a framework around it, um, for lack of a better term, to really be appreciative of their time, minimize their time impact while you get the most out of them. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Thank you.